before we preach this morning, I do want to just pause. I should have maybe done this during observations. Um, I, I do look out and I see some um, members of Lee High School football team from out of Montgomery. Amen. Uh, we, we want them to stand. Amen. Let's acknowledge them. Amen. Amen. These, these young men are undefeated. They're six and old. Amen. Uh, they are ranked in 7A in our state, and we wish them great success for the remainder of this season. Amen. Amen. Now. I wanna I wanna do a test run real quick because their success on the field is not as important as their spiritual growth. So y'all just shouted when I said they were six and oh. These young men are in church this morning. Can we give God praise for that? Amen. I played sports and loved it. One thing that I'm afraid of now is we put so much emphasis upon sports that we forget what is important. The Bible says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? What does it profit us to win championships and get rings and if we don't know Jesus? Amen? Amen. We must always keep things in proper perspective. Amen. If you would pray with me as we prepare to hear God's word this morning. Most gracious and eternal Father, we thank you again for this privilege to worship you in spirit and in truth, for truly you are worthy to be praised. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings and for these shared moments together and for your word. And as we look into the treasures of your word this morning, we ask you to arrest our attention so that we can behold wondrous things from your truth, our ears, so that we can hear your truth, our minds, so that we can understand and comprehend the truth of your word, but most importantly, open our hearts that we may receive with meekness your word, which is able to save all souls, evangelize every sinner, edify and energize your church, exalt your glorious name. Speak, Lord, for we, your servants, we are listening. It is in the mighty, magnificent, majestic, Matchless name, that's above every name. In the name of Jesus, we pray. All believers say amen. 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 Won't be long this morning. If you will stand with us and turn your Bibles to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6. And I want to look at one verse from the model prayer. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6, verse 11. Bible says, or Jesus teaches us to pray, give us this day our daily bread. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. For a few moments, I want to talk from this thought, a petition for provision. A petition for provision. A petition for provision. 
Brothers and sisters, we live in a society today that values independence and self-sufficiency. Our culture teaches us that each individual should be able to take care of their own needs. That one should work hard, and if one works hard enough, he or she can pull themselves up by their own bootstraps. Even though this is a faulty philosophy because some people don't even have boots and straps to pull up. Some people need the help of others. But it does not change the fact that we value people being independent and taking care of their own needs. It's as if we desire for people to be self-sufficient, able to fend for their own necessities, able to provide their own needs. And we as Christians, we don't um, counter this with any type of undermining or disagreeing because the Bible teaches us that if a man does not work, he does not eat. And that God has given us the ability to gain wealth. We have to be careful that we don't produce passive Christians that believe that it's all, our, our only job is to show up on Sunday morning, lift our hands up, say hallelujah, and wait on blessings to fall down. The Lord makes it plain that he's given us strength. He's given us ingenuity. He's given us ability. And we ought to use the creative mind that God has given us to be able to provide for ourselves and our family so that we can gain wealth. The Bible also says that um, we ought to bear one another's burdens. But even though we ought to bear one another's burdens, each person should bear their own burdens. The Bible teaches us that as Christians, we should not be slowful. We should not be lazy. A few months ago, we preached a sermon entitled, Take This Job and Love It, because we wanted you to understand that your work is not a curse. Your work is an opportunity for you to show the character of God and show appreciation for all that God has provided for you. And so we do not um, step back and say that we should just take care of everybody and that everybody should be able to live on governmental assistance. No, we say that each person ought to do what they can while they can. That each person ought to work while it is day because night will come when no man can work. We should be busy trying to provide for our families. In fact, the Bible says if a man does not provide for his family, he's worse than an infidel and he has denied the faith. There is no place for slowful amongst God's people. We are not lazy. We are workers because the God we serve is a worker. We say he woke us up this morning. He worked. He clothed us in our right mind. That's God at work. He gave us the activity of our limbs. That's God at work. He allowed the sun to shine. That's God at work. He gives us air to inhale and exhale. That's God at work. Things being as well as they are in your life, a roof over your head and clothes on your back. That's God at work. God works so we ought to work. But what we differ is we don't believe that we are self sufficient. We know that we are not able to take care of ourselves completely. And so we recognize 
that every good and perfect gift comes from above. We also recognize that it's in him that we live, move, and have our being. We recognize that the earth is the Lord's. The fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. We have no problem acknowledging that we are not self-sufficient. In fact, we are interdependent upon one another and upon the divine enablement of God. And so Jesus teaches us this morning in this model prayer. He says, for said, Jesus, teach us how to pray. As John taught his disciples. He begins by showing us how we have to acknowledge and adore God. He says, when you pray, pray this, our Father. Acknowledge the relationship you have with God and then acknowledge the holiness of God. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then Jesus says, then you have to acknowledge that not only is God holy, and not only is God above us, but we have to acknowledge that we are dependent on God for everything. He says, give us this day our daily bread. He says, it's us humbling ourselves and saying, Lord, I can't take care of my needs. I need you to take care of me. It's like a baby that's reaching up to her mother or her father saying, I cannot fend for myself. I'm depending on you to feed me. I'm depending on you to carry me. I'm depending on you to provide my basic necessities because I'm not able to do it for ourselves. And we are like helpless babies reaching up to God saying, give us this day our daily bread. Lord, I need you. What Jesus teaches us this morning is this. You shouldn't wait until you get in trouble to start depending on God. You shouldn't treat God like he's a spare tire. And when your plans go flat, you ask God to come in and just help you get to where you're trying to get. And once you get there, you will put God back in the back seat and say, I got it from here. No, we and you must understand, you and I must understand that we are dependent on God every day of our lives in the storm as well as in the sunshine. When we're up as well as when we are down. It's a daily dependence upon God. So he says, when you pray, ask the Lord to provide what you need. Can I stop here and say something to you this morning, Tabernacle and Friends? Some things we don't have because we ask not. Are y'all in here this morning? There are some things that we don't have because we ask not not. The hymn writer said this, like, oh, what needless pains we bear all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. You ought to spend every day of your life looking up to God saying, God, I need you to provide not only my physical needs, I need you to provide my emotional needs, I need you to take care of my psychological needs, Lord, I need you to guard my heart, I need you to regulate my mind, I need you to guard my tongue because Lord, I need your help. 
Give us this day our daily bread. Oh, brothers and sisters, is it possible that we've gotten so arrogant that we don't think we need the Lord? Uh, before we move on, perhaps just look in the mirror and ask yourself, is it possible that I've gotten so beside myself because I have a few dollars in my pocket? I have a decent car to drive in. I, I have a few dollars in the bank. I've got so beside myself that I don't ask the Lord to take care of me. Some of us say, I got a man. Take care of me. I, I, I make X number of dollars an hour. And my job takes care of me. Jesus said, humble yourself and acknowledge you need the Lord by saying, give us this day our daily bread. There are two things we do when we follow this model of praying. The first thing is we acknowledge our human limitations. When we pray, give us this day our daily bread, we are acknowledging that there are certain things I cannot provide for myself. Human limitations. I know, I know, I know, I know. You, you, you fools yourself to believe that you're doing it big. You, you, you fools yourself to believe that you're driving the boat. I don't even know what that means. It's just been showing up on my feed, so I'm just trying to figure out. Young people, y'all can tell me later. But you, you fool yourself to believe that you're in charge and you got everything under control. But Jesus says, when you pray, say, give us this day our daily bread. Notice what Jesus is saying here. Ask me to give you bread. This is not symbolic of all of your substance. This is the Lord saying, ask me to give you bread. Not, not bread is not symbolic of money. Bread is bread. He said, ask me to provide you with ye. Now, what Jesus said in this audience is this. In the biblical day, bread was everywhere. Bread, bread was a, a commodity that the poor and everyone else could easily get their hands on. As a matter of fact, when Jesus goes out into the wilderness, there's a little boy who probably come from an aristocratic rich family. He's probably poor, but his mama packed him a little lunch. And in that lunch, she gave him two fish and five loaves of bread. Why two fish and five loaves? Why not give five fish and five loaves? I suggest to you it's because mama had more bread than she had meat. Because bread was everywhere. You could pick it up anyway. Anybody could afford bread. And what the Lord is saying here is uh, you need me to give you bread. Y'all missed it. You need me to provide for you the little stuff that you think you have ready access to. 
You need me to provide for you, if you would, our equivalent of water. Water is everywhere. Give me a drink. You go anywhere and say, give me some water. And most people will say, here's a cup. It's free. Now, they're going to charge you for a Coke. They're going to charge you for a sweet tea. But water is in such abundance that we just give it away. Here, take the water. It's free. Do like I did when I was in high school. I used to go to Mike Dunn's, get me a double cheeseburger and a courtesy cup of water. That's all I had in my budget. And what the Lord is saying to us is that you can't even provide courtesy bread for yourself. And if you can't provide something as basic as bread, then you know you can't provide things like your health and your strength. If you can't provide bread, then you know you can't provide a roof over your head. You know you can't provide clothes on your back. You know you can't provide being in your right mind. If you can't provide basic things, then you ought to acknowledge, God, I need you for everything. Okay. We're so limited that we can't even provide the basis. Before you miss it, let me just say it this way. I used to sing a little solo when they made me think I could sing. It was said, I can't even walk without your hold in my hand. It said, Lord, I can't walk, I can't talk without you enabling me. And so when Jesus says, give me this day your daily bread, he's saying, you can't provide the basic necessities, therefore you need me more than you recognize. Say, Lord, I provide, I'm depending on you for little stuff. And once we learn that we're depending on God for little stuff, we will definitely stop trying to handle big stuff on our own. Not only that, Bible teaches us when we say give us this day our daily bread, not only the limitations of human, uh, human limitations, but it also teaches us to acknowledge divine omnipotence. Divine omnipotence. Give us this day our daily bread. Uh, when Jesus says this, He's harkening back to an Old Testament story. When the children of Israel came out of Egypt, they came into the wilderness, and the first thing they complained to Moses was, we have no bread. How are we going to make this journey if we don't have bread? And the Bible says that God told Moses, Moses, in the morning, when you wake up, I'm going to send down substance out of heaven. And um, he says, now eat as much as you want, but don't take any doggy bags with you. Because when you go to bed and wake back up, I'm going to send you some more bread. Matter of fact, they called it manna. Because God's bread shop ain't like human bread shop. They, they called it manna because when they looked at it, they said, what is this? 
Because we hadn't tasted anything like this before. I'm glad God is a bread man that got his own recipe. He like grandmama's cornbread. She, he keeps the recipe to himself. And, and, and when Jesus comes on the scene later, um, the Bible says he takes two fish, five loaves of bread. He breaks it and blesses it. And they come back and ask for some more bread because they say, we haven't tasted any bread like this before. God is saying, when you ask me for your daily bread, you are acknowledging that I have the power to provide. I'm going to say it again. When you ask me for bread, you are acknowledging that you ha I have the power to provide and you are trusting me to supply what you need. My dad is here this morning. If he hadn't clocked out on me. But when I was growing up, whenever I had a need, I wasn't worried. I, I never worried because I trusted that if I can just get to my daddy, some way, somehow, he was going to provide what I needed. And here's what happens. Over time, I learned to trust him. So I had no problems once I left home calling from Troy saying, man, I'm in a tight. And I need some money. He didn't have as much as I thought he did. But some way, somehow, he made a way of providing what I needed. And I took great comfort in knowing that daddy was just a phone call away. And if he could get to regions, I can get what I needed. I trusted his ability to provide for me. Notice this. He didn't give me everything he had. He just gave me what I needed. And when he gave me what I needed, it gave me comfort that I would never be in need because I had somebody who would provide my needs. See, some of us want sermons that tell us, go look in the mail, check the mailbox and it's going to be there, reach up and grab it, it's coming down, it's your season for overflow. We've been high-fiving our neighbor. Turn to your neighbor and tell him it's on the way. It's on the way. It's on the way. And we've been shouting. And we have failed to realize God does not always bless in bulk. And God does not always bless in bundles. 
And some of us want God to bless us with overflow, but God knows that if you give me overflow, I'm going to lose the overflow before the flow even gets done. And so God is like my dad who knows, don't give him everything because he can't handle everything. But when he calls you, give him what he needs and let him know that everything's going to be all right because you can trust me to provide for you. God is saying, I don't need to stop by and give you a week allowance. I don't need to stop by and give you a monthly blessing. No, no, no. What I want you to do is recognize it's a day-by-day thing. Jesus put it this way. Don't take any thought in tomorrow. For sufficient is the trouble of today. He says, let God take care of today. And if God takes care of today, God will take care of tomorrow. He says, why are you worried about it? The birds, they're eating. And they ain't doing too much work but flying and reaching down and grabbing something to eat. Don't you see? I provide for birds. Look at the grass. I, I clothe the grass and the lilies of the fields. He says, if I take care of birds and I take care of the lilies, don't you know I will take care of you? says, you can trust me to do it every day. You can trust me to take care of you every day. I will show up every day because I'm faithful and I am consistent. I will not let a day go by without taking care of what you need. And God says, listen, don't get so steady that you can't receive how I'm trying to bless you. See, some of us checking the mail and the mail, the money is not in the mail, but it's in your neighbor's pocket. And your neighbor trying to bless you but your pride won't let you be blessed. Y'all don't hear me. God has different ways of taking care of your needs. And you have to trust him to provide for you on a daily basis. Well, I'm done. It's just one verse. That's about all I can squeeze out of that one. I went to Turkey in 2012. When I went there, I went into the marketplace, and all of a sudden, it was just birds hanging around everywhere. Birds just perched on park benches, on trees, and walking on the ground. I was like, why all these birds hanging around? But then all of a sudden, a lady in the park went to the middle of the park and opened up her coat. And when she opened up her coat, she started scattering out seeds. And the birds came from every direction and descended on that little central area where the bread lady was. 
I looked at that and I said, now, if a bird has enough sense to recognize somebody who's consistent, show up every day, and gives them something to eat, if a bird has enough sense to hang out in the same park, waiting on the same lady to show up every day and scatter out seed. If a bird can be patient and wait on somebody that has proven herself to be trustworthy, to show up every day and give them what they need, then how is it that intelligent beings created in the image of God Knowing that God has a good track record. That God will take care of every need you have. Knowing that you would be like David that says, I've been young and now I'm old, but i never seen the righteous forsaken, nor is seed bad for any bread. If you have all of the witnesses around you, that God will take care of you. Why is it that you're going everywhere else, talking to everybody else about what you need? Why don't you get on your knees, talk to the bread man and say, I need my daily I stopped by to tell you he'll take care of you oh yes he will he may not come when you want him but he's always on time he'll take care of you he may not come in the form that you thought he would come but every time you need him he will show up he may not come from the direction that you were anticipating his arrival. But when you turn around, you will say, every time I turn around, the Lord keeps on blessing me. I wish I had some help in here. There's somebody here that knows what it's like to say, I had always had it together. And I had always had what I have right now. And there's been times I didn't know what I was going to eat. But every time I got hungry, God showed up and provided a meal for me to eat. Every time I thought that I was about to fall apart, God showed up and held me together. Every time I thought that I was about to throw in the towel, God hold my hand up and said, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. He will strengthen your heart. God will provide. Oh, yes, he will. He will provide. He'll provide what you need. He'll provide your substance. He'll provide for you materially. He'll provide for you emotionally. He'll provide for you psychologically. He will provide for you physically. God will provide. He is Jehovah Jireh. He will make a way. He is the way. He's the way, the truth, and the light. Is there anybody here that can testify that my God will supply all of my needs?